They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. We've got Aisha Hollins here of Dorensic. Uh, Aisha, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm just excited to be here. Well, I love, so Aisha, we're gonna have a great story to tell because you are in a field that is not, you know, we shouldn't be talking about this in 2022, but it's, there's still a lot of male, male dominated field, cybersecurity, all of that. So. Take us from the beginning of you're a female in a very male space. And I know, you know, where did the idea come for this company? And, you know, the the growth perspective, because you've been doing this for now several years, correct? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So great question. Thank you so (laughs) much for asking. Um, I did start the business in 2008, so I have been doing it for a little while. Um, Hmm. Depend on how deep you want to go, how far back you want to go. Let's go deep. Like I said, we're we're Um, good with deep. (laughs) I tell everybody, um, as a child, right, I've always been fascinated with how things work. That's just how my mind works, right? So um, I am one of four daughters. And so me and my other sister, we used to take things apart, like watches and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, but back when I was growing up, the computer for two, three thousand dollars. Yeah. I yeah. wish you would, right? <laughs> you try to take apart a computer. No, you wouldn't have survived. So but it was still how do things work, right? And so it's the inner workings and, and just like today, I'm still fascinated with how TVs work. Don't ask me. It's just a thing. <laughs> and so, um, but my father told me as a child, you should be a legalized hacker, right? It wasn't a thing. It wasn't even a thing back then. Interesting. Very interesting. Especially considering that my father's a pastor and he <laughs> likes to think of himself as a prophet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so for this to have materialized later, he thinks he called it into existence, but we'll see. Um, but I just continued and and it was for me, it was about, you know, just kind of figuring things out. Hacking back then and hacking's not necessarily the polite word, but I didn't do it maliciously, right? I didn't break into things that I wasn't supposed to, Mm -hmm. except if, you know, if you were a boyfriend that was doing something you weren't supposed to be doing, I might make my way into your emails. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) Hey, even the non-hackers have done that. There's no shame in that. No shame at all. Like, with everything I've heard they have, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is a safe bet. I didn't do anything illegal. (laughs) For those listening, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I did. I went to school, um, ironically, but I did. I always had a passion for technology. That was my thing. But I also um, had a music scholarship, right? And so I actually had a full ride to, by the time I graduated, every college in Louisiana, I had a full ride there on a music scholarship. And, um, but my dad was very adamant four girls, right, couldn't go away. So I was going to computer engineering and I ended up staying at home. So programming was the next best thing. So I became a programmer and as I continued, it was like, I talk too much for pro. Listen, you can't know dark room coding. <laughs> not my vibe, right? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta talk. So changed the major and, you know, the rest of that was history. But I began to work for a telecommunications company and um, finding technology jobs in Louisiana, right? Mm. That actually paid something. Because they felt like I would go to school, graduate, and I had to go away to make yeah. a living. And so CenturyLink at the time is looming now. And they were like, no, we need to figure out how to retain. So they started a recruitment, um, IT recruiting. So it's not like that was my job. That was just the baby they put on my plate, right? It was yeah. like, hey, carry this around for a little while. And so we began to kind of grow um, the IT recruiting. And while I was doing it, I'm up and down the interstate or whatever, doing my regular job. But I was traveling back and forth to Baton Rouge. At this time, there was a um, 
Some people get really offended when I use this, so you can cut it out if you want uh, to. It's okay. There was a pedophile ring that had been infiltrated. And so we know how the rings work. There's at least 10 to 12 men, right? Mm -hmm. Well, men then, right? And so the issue was one of the men were ve was very, very vocal, right? It wasn't me. I didn't do it, right? Rest of them kind of took their lick. They were, you know, waiting it out. But you kept hearing about this one guy who was very, very vocal. So I'm driving back and forth. And, and I'm not, I don't mean I'm driving there every week. This is across the span of time. And I'm going. So finally I got to Baton Rouge. And I said to myself, I said, who is his attorney working with? Right? How do you prove that something was not you? We're talking 2006, 2007. We're not even talking today. And you still really almost, how do you prove that you didn't commit a crime even 2022? I love so that your brain imagine, went there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so guilty or not, right? But how do you defend someone? Who are they talking to? Because at that time, you would get your report either back from the police gave you mm -hmm. a report, the FBI gave you, depending on where, where it right. fell, right? Yeah. Is it federal? Is it state? <clears throat> and... Now your attorney is staring at data going, I still need to defend you. So, of course, you know, I'm working with I really good relationships with the university. So I just happen to be tell we go to dinner every time I'm there. So I talk to Dr. Ibrahim and I tell him about it. And he says, wow, do you know we just got a grant and we're launching a pilot program for forensics here at the university? Would you like to audit it? <laughs> Heck yeah, I would. Oh my right? gosh. So I, I'm auditing this, I go through the program, but in the midst of all of this, because I always knew I was going to own my own business. My father's an entrepreneur. I didn't necessarily know what it was I was gonna do, mm -hmm. but I knew it was gonna be something. I knew I was gonna work for myself. I just can't take. So I begin to do my research and I'm finding no one else is offering this, right? Not at a non-legal, or non-law enforcement perspective. So I go to work and that's how Dorensic got started. Dorensic is digital forensics. We started there first. Um, and this, that's, you know, that's the background and that's not even the question you asked me. No, because you <laughs> find out, so were you able to link anything with the case or did he ever get off? Like I'm, like I'm I know now I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, we gotta hear this now. What happened to this guy? Was yeah. he guilty? Yeah. Aisha, you can't leave us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being I don't care about your company. I want to go back to this potential <laughs> pedophile, okay? Being a true crime junkie, I I'm very invested in what we're talking about now. I so I'm so excited. So what happened? <laughs> yes. We were guilty, but Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. But he tried. He did try. Okay. However, <laughs> 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 yes yeah but either way there was still a possibility that he could have been yeah right? yeah back then we weren't having conversations around man in the middle or bots being you know put on your pcs and different things like that so that really happens like people put bots on your computer and then you can be accused of being a pedophile yes i'm sorry i didn't know no i didn't know that that's frightening. I, I always well, thought I'd stay clean. I don't have to worry about anything, but apparently I do. <laughs> Bots? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, we're, mm -hmm. All right. we're learning a lot here. Let's I keep know. going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that, well, actually, so that's, again, y'all, yeah, I'm just going to miss no, you're all okay. your you're stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, again, that's that's actually how, you know, the, the business model works, right? There's so many people that don't understand cybersecurity, what it means, and how it impacts them, right? And so for the longest, we take a word and we've just kind of thrown it around, right? It's a fun word, right? Mm -hmm. Makes for fun conversations at parties. Super trendy. There yeah. you go. Yep. The trendy word that everybody wants to make out like they understand what it is, but you gloss over it, change the subject really fast, and you sounded like you were there, right? And so cybersecurity awareness became, is actually how I broke into the industry, right? Because I understood if you don't get it, you won't get it, right? Mm -hmm. As in, you won't get my services for as long as you don't get what it is I offer you. Yeah. So mm -hmm. being in 
male-driven industry, as you ask, which is, it is. It was, I've been looked at as, what are you doing here? I've been treated as, okay, she must be here to take the notes. Where's the guy that's coming into the room? <laughs> I have literally hired my own team, right? And gone into facilities. And um, a really funny-ish story, he worked for me and he goes, we go into the server room and he is stumbling around this server, right? He cannot find his nothing, right, on this <laughs> server. <laughs> I'm gonna be polite. And so, and he's just, you know, clicking around and he's, but I'm standing in the door, right? I'm right there. And I'm, and he's clicking, he, may I? And so he looks over his shoulder at me, oh, I got it, but he's getting nowhere. And so finally he steps aside and I, step around him and I get on the server and I pull everything we need right off he goes so you do servers too and I went what do you yes <laughs> and so he said well I just kind of thought you were the figurehead of the company I just assumed but ironically I get that more often than not I get mansplained by oh. my own contractors all the time yeah. we'll be on a call and they'll tell me right before we go live no worries i'll talk to the client you can just sit there and smile what my company my contractors will tell me yes it's so fun to be me wow <laughs> oh my goodness okay i mean that's a that's a rabbit hole in and of itself being misjudged one for being a woman which i think is completely unfair but then too being an entrepreneur yeah. female entrepreneur yes is this oh your husband must have a great job or oh how's your little hobby going you're like yeah. wait what no <laughs> I work for me right. or you know that's that's a tough one yeah yes. yes it's it's been difficult to uh navigate literally I've been in rooms where um I was doing a presentation and um it's all board but they were all men and I love, I love my men, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it was all men. And so, um, and ironically, they, they were seated kind of the way they were aged, right? They were older this side and they were kind of younger, you know, as you trended like this way on the table. And so I'm doing my presentation. And so this end of the table, you could tell the guys were engaged. They were in there because right, I'm, I'm right there. I'm, we're talking cyber, cyber threats, you know, and actually how it impacted them, their industry, their business. And so midway through, maybe I was midway, <clears throat> this end, older guy, he stops me in the middle of my presentation and he says, what qualifies you to be in this room to talk to me? And so Ooh, I'm, I, I said, uh, I don't know. I thought I thought I covered my credentials on the first two slots. I can go backwards, right? Because it's like a presentation. So I'm I'm with the clicker going backwards, like <clears throat> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back to my credentials, and so you know. But in the midst of me giving my credentials the second time, he just goes because he had been swiveling in his chair the whole Not time. Man, yeah, he wasn't paying attention. He was just looking for a reason to shut me up. And so after I recredited myself and then I went back to where I stopped, he's swiveling or whatever. And then he let me maybe say maybe five more sentences. And he just stopped his chair and he just stared at me. He said, I would never let you touch my servers. And I said. In a room full of people. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So. This end of the table is about to fall out of their chair because one, they recognize who he is, I, whoever he was to them, right? Mm -hmm. Versus they can't believe this is happening. This is happening because first of all, by their faces, everything I had mentioned, they've already been doing within their organization. They were, they were at tremendous risk. I could read it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just told them, I said, thank you very much for your time. And I stopped. And so then I had somebody, they said, you stopped, you stopped, you didn't finish. I was wasting my time. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Not theirs. Right. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. And you had wasted my time. By bringing you in the room. By bringing me in the room. When you already had made a determination. So it's also having the, I don't know what you want to call, setting those boundaries that says, mm -hmm. I won't continue to 
educate you where you don't want to be educated. I won't force myself on you, right? You'll call me later. That same company had a very large breach, very large breach. And then now you have to figure out how to get it fixed. But what do they do? In order, instead of eating the crow and coming back, then you go out of state and you hire this astronomically priced organization, right, that come in to fix what I've already told you we could have stopped and prevented. This is crazy. Like I, I, it's crazy to me that we're still having these conversations. But yes. obviously, there are people who have not changed their perspective who are still running companies. So there's like a whole mindset you have to get over just to feel that you belong in a room. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, as women, and it's not even a woman or man thing. It could be like an entrepreneur thing, right? That's like right. you're, how are you overcoming this obstacle where you know you are losing out on deals because of either your race or your gender or whatever. Like, how do you overcome that as an entrepreneur? Because I would love mm -hmm. to know your advice. You're still doing well. But there are a lot of people probably listening to this, watching this, going, okay, I'm going through this. What do I do here? Oh, that is a phenomenal question. <clears throat> that I will say, hmm, I've approached it a couple of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And I think maybe all of us have done it. I know I've done it out on mine. In the beginning of starting my business, I didn't want anybody to know I owned it. Mm. So I played the part. None of my business cards said founder, CEO. I maintained a title that allowed you to feel like you were talking to a person or the person. You were talking to at least a decision maker, but not an owner. You had. You yeah. hid. I wow. hid. And you hide for so long until in my space, right? Um, federal Gov, right? So now we're talking, now they're looking for the very big elephant in the room that they wanted you to hide, right? Where are the women? Where are the minority women in tech, right? So now all of a sudden they want you to come out of hiding, right? So now you got to come out of hiding and go, uh, uh, excuse me, I own that. <laughs> let, me just, let me just scratch this title yeah. off here yeah. for you. Right I'm writing out. <laughs> Should have done that. Should have printed, sorry. Right. <laughs> Copywriter. Yeah. <laughs> So then you have to answer, well, how did you get the business? Did you, you know, did you, was it grandfather? Did you adopt it? Did you have to buy it off of somebody because you spent so much time yeah. hiding the who you were? The wow. other part is I've been told, I've been counseled, I've been mentored and told you're never, you are a triple threat right out the door. These, these are people I've paid good money because a, a big problem, one, People don't understand technology and they don't value it. They don't put a budget to it. Two, they definitely don't with cybersecurity. Um, it's, it's better now, but I started in 2008. So they didn't want to spend, right? Because they didn't under, understand the spend. But, and then the other hurdles, right? So I've been told everything from you need to hire a white male and send him in on your behalf. And um, to the point, I was told, hire him, keep attending all of your networking events, because I'm a networker, I'm an avid networker, I believe in it, and at the networking functions, you serve him. You go get his drinks, bring them back. If he needs things, someone actually I'm told so you this. Sorry, what? Oh, I, I, I kid you not. I have been counseled multiple times to do this. It sounds like a straight out of the 1950s book. Hmm. Yeah, keep going though. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is insane to me, but keep going. Sorry. Right. And so, even though I, now there was the part of me that processed part of that thought. Like, okay, because when it's your business, you do have to evaluate what's ego, mm -hmm. right? If, if the goal is to grow my business is, or to have a business, period, and you're seeing that what you're doing is ineffective, then you do have to make some pivots. You do have yeah. to, you know, okay, is it worth it, right? But by the time I was told that that was the route I had to go, then that's why I drew the line. I said, no, no, we're, we're, we will not pacify the masses mm -hmm. by acting as though I'm running around at an event where I should be networking, I should be talking, and I'm talking up someone that's on, mm, 
hmm, I want to put it right, right? Because there's a lot of ways I can say this. (laughs) (laughs) Get me in trouble. But, and then how does that employee not at some point also usurp you, right? You're building your own enemy within, right? Yeah, 100%. Because they're not, they're not, they're not crazy. They're not stupid, right? And so, and then if all of the relationships are theirs to have and you've just developed their face, their brand, which is your face, your brand, right? There's so many different ways you have to look at it. And so then I I decided, no, that's, that's not what I will do. That's not what I will be. I love it. Have you read Jamie Kern Lima's book yet? Have you heard? No. Believe it. So same type of thing where she had like this advice given to her by people who had done it all the time. And she was just like, no, like I can't and just trust it. It's a great book. Anyway, sorry. I will have to read I, it though. Sidebar there. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of speechless right yeah. now. I'm trying, I'm trying to process what you just said. I can't, I can't even imagine, especially being the years of time that you put in to educate yeah. yourself, the time that you've, the years that you've loved what you're doing and having to take a step back and air to someone else who didn't maybe put in the same time or effort, well, most likely not. How did you overcome that? And like, say like, this isn't how this is gonna be. Like, where was the breaking point? And when did you finally say, this is who I am, this is my business and you're gonna accept what I'm doing as is me? Yeah, that's a great question. COVID helped a lot with that, believe it or not. Pre-COVID, what I did to keep the lights on, right? We went from staying in our niche. I was very adamant, gotta stay in my niche. And then we kind of pivoted and said, we're a technology issues management consulting firm, right? You come, you tell us your technology issue, we'll get you a resolution. And in that resolution, we'll make sure that you have a cybersecurity solution, right? Oh, okay. So we just kind of added it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Answered this and then gave you that, right? But then we started, we opened ourselves up to all of these things throughout tech that did not necessarily fall within our wheelhouse. So I became, I had a a very large book of business with regards to, I had a couple of websites over here. We were doing social media management over here. We were, but my shop, right. But my shop was now, now you got to find the contractors that got to handle all these deals. So I have maybe two contractors working over here and then that, that job fell off and then so now they're twiddling their thumbs like what's next for me right and so during COVID um, and I was I was burnt out I was very tired Um, I was starting to resent my business Mm. I had reached there I had reached there a while ago when I started my company um, when I went full-time in my company let's just say that because I started and I was still working and then I quit And the same time that I quit, I had just had my daughter. So I tell people I was probably going through postpartum depression and nobody knew to tell me, don't do that, right? (laughs) So they didn't, so I did. So I had two babies, right? Two very, you know, they were literally babies and they both required just as much attention. So you're doing everything you can to stay afloat, to keep your business going, right? And, and it's how much of you you give. Mm-hmm. And as women, we don't ask for the help we need. No. We're, we're, you know, encouraged to just, this whole women can do it all. And I will not forget, I was actually on a panel. <laughs> I was on a panel. They called me in and it was uh, women leaders that were breaking barriers, right? So it was me and it was two other women and they're very high you know, hire women or whatever. So I'm sitting there and um, I'm giving, like, I'm like, my husband and I are a team and we support each other. And and so I'm giving all this back to, because that's what we're taught as women, right? You're taught that you, you know, you you stroke the ego of the men and we, we somehow have no ego, right? And so, um, so it's, you know, I'm doing all this talking and only to find out that everything that I was saying about my wonderful husband was so not true. (laughs) And uh, so not long after that segment, everything comes out, right? And so during COVID, I am faced with, I'm going through a divorce. They sent all the kids home, so I'm homeschooling my daughter. And I'm 
also looking at, so my contractors are double dipping. My contractors are constantly double dipping, right? What does that mean, double dipping? So they give you one price or they tell you one thing. They start out doing the job and then they find a reason to come back and actually get you to pay them more, mm -hmm. right? So for me, one of the hurdles that I was faced with in tech, they come with very, very high price tags, mm -hmm. right? So our industry, they already make a lot. So in order for me to make enough, I have to write myself into contracts, right? Just to be able to take my part home, right? So that you're not killing the the deal. Right. Because you always got to underbid everybody too. That's the other thing. You never bid on your worth. You got to be underbid, right? Yeah. So you get the account or whatever. And what I'm finding is I'm the one always chasing down. I felt like a lion. A lion has to stalk the prey and they have to watch the gazelles and they have to wait on them. And then the lion's going to chase the gazelles and then the lion's going to find the weak one. He's going to rip it down and he's going to tear it down and he's going to drag the yeah. meat back. And by the time he drug the meat back, the pride eat from the meat. The lion's back out hunting again. Every time my contractors got a call from me, they knew I was bringing money to the table. That I had hunted it, I had chased it, yeah. I had acquired it, I brought it back. You're ready to eat before I can eat. I'm still hungry, so I'm still hunting. Yeah. Right? And so by COVID, my contractors literally came back and I already was dealing on mar very little margins. And all of my contracts actually went away because they were state and federal. They didn't know, state and federal didn't know what was gonna happen with them. Yeah. So they pulled my contracts off the table. So the ones we were working, they said, oh, we need you guys to come out on the site. So my contractors said, we want pandemic pay. And I said, I've already paid you for this work though. Well, it's a pandemic and you want us to go out. So by this time they pulled the last of, yes, they pulled the last of what I had. And so it made me rethink a lot of things and I said I won't do this anymore mm -hmm. and that's when I decided boundaries had to be set I had to change my mind on how I approached my business my business model also it needed to scale back to what could Aisha support right yeah. now the goal is definitely growth but it couldn't be to where I was going to be held hostage not one more time by one more person who worked for me for any reason Mm. This is yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Well, like and really, well, <laughs> I'm I know. Just, well, but so I want to because this is like coming into 10k, right? Like this is coming. Yes. In. Yeah. So I know you were doing. I mean, on paper, you were looking really great and yes. really well, and obviously it was mm -hmm. draining the crap out of you. Yes. So talk about going into 10k. And what happened within 10K where you came out and A, you were like, okay, I'm excited about this again. I don't hate it. Yes. And, you know, what shifted in that bit? Like what, what they made you see and then what shifted as you came out of it? Oh, my goodness. Now, 10K, and I said this at graduation, it was an answer prayer I didn't know I was praying. Right? Yeah. Um, hmm. As a woman, as a business owner, oftentimes we build things women we build that's our thing yeah so to tear things down and or to walk away from it and or to pivot is very very difficult for us yeah what I had to learn and what I was able to embrace there was to give myself permission to do whatever I wanted with the thing that I built and that's what I was struggling with I was looking at a business that I no longer wanted and I knew when I started my business I started it that's why I go back to my story I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help people who did not understand that cybercrime could either impact them negatively to the, pack, to, the, to the fact this guy could have potentially went to jail for something that he did not do, right? It's all around how do we safeguard the person, not just right. the company, right? To keep lights on, I started doing a lot of corporate stuff, a lot of federal stuff. So I'm not having fun at the table anymore. I'm now sucked into a world of compliance, laws, regulations. Mm, I care, but not that much. Right. right? <laughs> I yeah. do it because, but the entire time, I'm passionate about 
what's going on in cybersecurity around our kids? What's going on around mm. our homes and our families? And what do we do when we right. are victimized? Who's having those conversations? When you got PTSD, after somebody has done something wrong to you, where do you go? Who do you talk to? Mm -hmm. And so I'm very, very passionate about it. And so I'm sitting at the table, and one thing 10KSB said was, rip open the layers of your business and take a look. Mm. One, go back to the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Go back to your passion. Why did you start this? Who is your target audience? These are all the things we know, but after you've been doing business a while, you forget. Yeah, yeah. you're in the you're, thick of it. You're in the thick of it. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, some of it, you've changed even your target audience because you felt your target audience wasn't hearing you. They didn't hear you because you hadn't all the way identified their true need yet either. Yeah. And we don't always know how to talk to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I can figure out how to talk the way you need me to talk, and as a business owner just starting, I don't know that. Some of it requires maturity. Right. Not so much that I was immature, I was immature business-minded. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. yep. So now 10KSB, and I'm coming back as a, I've had a business for 10, almost 10 years now, now I'm going, yeah, maybe I should have said this. Maybe I should have said that. What were my processes, right? Yeah. Processes and procedures that I, I didn't necessarily grasp. And the icing on the cake for me, and I tell everybody this, I mean, I don't know. Josh, for me, that first meeting, and I've, I've said it, and I've yeah, reset it. I'm very it. jealous of all this. So, I mean, this is just salt in the wound, but keep going. Then I'll, I'll quit <laughs> no, saying I'm it. teasing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was metrics. Hmm. We think that that makes sense to everybody, and we think everybody has a dashboard. And I'm sitting there, and there's the part where you just feel stupid, mm -hmm. right? There were days I almost picked up my purse and slid out this <laughs> side door and just didn't come back because you feel so like, what have I been doing? Because you feel like everybody else in the room was killing it. You, <laughs> feel, yeah. like, you felt like the biggest fraud in the because there were parts of it like, oh, yeah, that part I got. And there was parts like, please don't ask me a question. Please don't ask me a question. Please don't ask me a question. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, I don't do that. We don't do that. But it was to be able to walk away from that and now I know what to ask. Now, when I'm meeting, as opposed to, we'll tell people to get a mentor and we'll tell them to meet with a business advisor, but if you're meeting with a business advisor and only asking them a question that you don't know the real question, you're still deep diving into the root of something you don't really understand why. Right. Mm -hmm. They helped me to see my why, tailored my questions so now that we're sitting down and now when I'm having that conversation with Josh because it's not like Josh was was telling me everything I wanted to hear Josh gave me plenty of insults right but they weren't horrible right I love the fact that he called me on my stuff yeah and, and when so, you say Josh for somebody listening Josh was your business advisor in the program thank you. yeah just so they yeah, yeah. yes he's not some angel that fell from the sky although he is not <laughs> and he is not <laughs> I mean, he can sing. He can. <laughs> so that's a, that's a bonus. Yes. But I, then it was also meeting other business owners. Mm -hmm. um, it was helpful to see that I was not alone. No. And as business owners, you you find yourself in a box and you have to be the lead and you always have to have it together and you you be very careful what all you say to your employees or your contractors because what you say might be used against you again in a court of law literally and figuratively right yeah um and so you don't have a way to sit at the table and share the horror stories or the way you're scared or the way you're petrified sometimes you're petrified immobilized mm -hmm. right yes you analysis paralysis type now of that's what i was looking for thank you yeah you can't go forward. You don't want to go backwards. And then um, 
And I think that's the thing about our cohort. It was, we were very, very, from the beginning, transparency was the first thing we said, right? Yeah. And I think even though it took us a little minute, it didn't take us long, but it took us a little minute to finally grasp, we're gonna be transparent. Yeah. And that was our saving grace. It was now that we're looking at, I feel like I failed, but let's, re let's remind each other, you didn't fail. You were busy surviving a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a pandemic that we went into already overwhelmed, already overstressed. So we had already reached a limit, but we were in the day-to-day -day go of it all mm -hmm. that we didn't even know just how disconnected we were from our business. It was like, I could take this or leave it. That's really where I was. And then you go into it and it's like, now it's, crap, I almost lost it all, right? Yeah. That's where I was when I came in. It was like, you're holding on because a lot of those contracts I lost, I got them back, right? Yeah. Which is a blessing. We rewrote them. So, you know, but now you're looking at the numbers, but it was, um, it was a safe place. Yeah. You guys are making me feel very envious. We were virtual. Yeah, it was a difference. So, yeah, I can, just hearing how you're talking about it, it feels very different. So I'm just going to say that. I'm going to make Josh let me edit a class one day just to sit in the presence of it because we were, we were, you know, on a Zoom call and, you know, sometimes people were coming from their cars and stuff. So it made for interesting conversations and you can just real, you can just see from you guys talking about it right now, how, how impactful it was. I mean, it was impactful for me, but I think it would have been a tad different had I been present. Yeah. And not sitting in my office with my staff moving around. Yeah. 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 We actually faced that um, throughout the cohort. One of the questions was, was it, would it go virtual or would we stay in person? Yeah, we were on this constant teetering. Every week mm -hmm. it was a constant teetering. We didn't know what was going to happen. But each one of us, it was if it went virtual, we didn't want it. Yeah. Right? Because what we developed in that in that room, being able to talk to each other, being able to, people tend to multitask everything. Yeah. You want to multitask, yeah. and we were pulled away. And I think the blessing was you made us be present, right? You mm -hmm. made us sit in that room. Um, but it also added to the the transparency, right? It was the it was participating in the conversations. Yeah. It was watching Dave say begin to talk and give his. I mean, he always gives his everything. And so as Dave is bleeding out what's going on with him, you can't help but let him know, hey, yeah, I'm right here with you. Yeah, we, we gonna make it. We, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you start having those conversations. The last, what was it, the date, the, the, the last one or the, the one before last? She tried to tear the class apart, right? <laughs> we were oh, all in there. <laughs> but I succeeded. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it was the network, there. like building the network. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're all in there like, <gasps> me too. Yeah. You know, but, and, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't. It wasn't black, white. It wasn't male, female. It was, we are small yep. business owners, all in different industries, all trying to figure out how do I support me, my family, my employees through the worst thing yeah. that has happened in what, a hundred and some odd years? Yeah. Yeah. My husband yeah. always used to talk about that, like from the stress, because I would just be like, well, you know, I don't. I shouldn't be stressed, you know, like we're, we're get, no, we're not worried about eating. We're not worried about anything. Mm -hmm. He goes, Aaron, cause he's a chiropractor. And he's like, you don't understand the constant stress. Every single one of us, we are walking around looking at people in mass all day. We are taught that masks are bad. If somebody walks into a bank with a mask, it is a very bad thing. So all of a sudden we're trying to process that everybody's walking around in mass and that we don't know what's going to happen and that we and he's like we are under immense stress every minute that it, this right. is happening and we have no idea and then the fact oh yeah you got a business and this was supposed to be two weeks and guess what we're on two years now That's right you need to keep figuring out how this is all going to work i mean it just it, it's insane to me that it, it's a miracle we are all still standing mm -hmm. and sane well could be a <laughs> question for me but you know but yeah Same. but you know what i'm saying like it's a it's a 
it's a miracle that I, mean, I don't think it we really, really process really what we just went through. Well, I, was there op- there wasn't an opportunity to do that? No, it was like, oh, you want to you want to keep going? You you can't stop. You can't stop and yeah. acknowledge how awful it is. Yeah, you can't stop and acknowledge no. that like your things could go south tomorrow. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think had we stopped during that how would you continue yeah because you wouldn't you'd be like fear would set in I, yeah. I don't know at least for me i was just like oh my god we're gonna run we're gonna just keep running we didn't go anywhere we didn't talk That's to right. anybody That's we right. lived on an island and we reported to we went to work yeah That's right. you know and same thing about kiddos you know like how much did that change being able to have your kids at home how exciting but then also have to be in a very respectable meeting That's right. and you got to you know, naked three-year-old just crossing the back <laughs> part of the screen. Yeah. You know, but we all, I think we all gave each other grace. A hundred percent. And you, yeah. and you saw some really funny things yeah. um, through Zoom and all of those um, ways that we were communicating. And I think that's part of the reason why coming on the other side of it and getting people to go back to work. I don't know if you're having issues hiring. Um, we're all that the whole subset of people who were would we'd be hiring are now realizing yeah. oh i can work from, I can i work from home or i can yeah. i do something else and we kind of want them back in the office That's we right. kind of want them back present so how for you like are how how are you transitioning employees back into the fold um so the the good thing about what i do um it's a lot of consultations mm-hmm. um and when we need to be on site um, because, and you know, we'll go in, do whatever we need to do, and we come back off. So for me, it's been, um, that's not my biggest issue. Like bringing them back, I'm okay with them being remote, right? right. Um, so it's, it's, it's been getting them to um, not keep breaking the bank, right? No. That's what. I, you know, right now, everybody, I was just saying yesterday, it's it feels like just like much with the, the housing market, it's an employee's market right now. Mm. And that's how I view it. So employees are like, oh, you're not going to do X, Y, or Z for me? Well, you know, I'll stay with you for a couple of weeks and then I'll just run off to the next best, best thing. And they don't recognize the amount of time and energy and effort it took for you as a small business to stop, to train, to open up your processes and procedures to them, get them onboarded, learn what you need, and then within a matter of whatever, they're off to the next best shiny thing. And that for me has been probably the most difficult. Mm. Wow. So I'm my, I, I have a curiosity with what type of security are you talking about? Like credit card fraud? Are you talking about pictures being exposed? Or like, where are you? Where are you intercepting? <laughs> I'm very fascinated by this. <laughs> okay, so cybersecurity for me it depends on. So we we cover the various sectors, right? So for your home and for your family, our thing it is. It's um, during the pandemic we opened up and we. Um, way I termed it, we let all of the people into your kid's room, right? We put cameras on and we told them that there's basically, we spent so much time teaching other kids stranger danger, right? Mm -hmm. And then we took away stranger danger and said, anybody with an internet access, you can talk to them because you can't go outside and play, right? But we failed to train the parents what to look for we fail to just train the kids. I, in one of the classes that I teach, so we have an entire show called Catfished. If you can catfish an adult with all of their faculties, all of their mind, all of their, and they can be fooled, how are we fooling kids into believing or they, that they're supposed to understand right. that what they were talking to or who they were talking to was not who the person claimed they were? To begin right. So we bring it back to the human element and we say, how about we create an actionable internet safety plan for the family, right? Yeah. Let's talk identity. Let's talk identity protection. Let's talk the cyberbullying, but let's go a step further, right? Because we, we like to talk cyber 
bullying the victim. What about cyber bully, the bully? Right. Right? We don't talk that. Um, for me, personally, I when I went through my divorce, I tell everybody. Nope, I don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's about to hear, yeah, so watch what you're saying. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but there, there was the way, you know, as we um, connected our technology, we're married or we're partners mm. or we're friends. And we're, all of our tech is connected. And nobody's talking about how we disconnect our tech, right? And how the lack of disconnecting leaves us open and vulnerable. Mm. So for me, one of the things that I did was I did create a uh, book. It's called A Technology Guide to Divorce. Um, I will do series on it. I started with divorce because that's where I was, yeah. right? And so with that, it was how my tech was used maliciously against me going through my divorce and so and you think um oh no you're you're a cybersecurity person surely you didn't get got and so it it causes the same thing that we have with women that may you know rape victims right we blame the victim what was she wearing and what was she doing yeah. and was she in the wrong side of town at the wrong was she time drinking of town? too much yeah. was she drinking too much did she flirt with the guy before yeah. it happened well it's the same thing with our technology well why didn't you change your password and where were you connected and where was the last time you did your business and all oh of the things gosh. that you don't think about yeah. right because you're going through a divorce you're yeah going through a divorce you don't think that they'll use the kids against you you don't think that they could use the router that you guys have been using the entire time against you you don't think that the ring camera on your home that you forgot to reset we don't think any of those no. things i'm going through divorce what's on my head divorcing separating are the kids okay because again as women we fail to think about, am I okay? Yeah. Right? And so how are we disconnecting? Um, then the other thing is how are we unplugging? We have addictions that we are forming. Mm. We love that ding, 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 ding. We love the, I got a message. I got a call. Yeah. I got a, and we talk through the adrenaline that runs through us. They're dopamine hits. And so we become addicted. How do we scale that back and unplug? Because now that our phones are many computers, we're never offline. We're no. never not at work. We're never not. And how dare you not answer my message? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. You left me on red. Oh, I hate yeah. when people tell me that. Well, just because you, it looked like I read it, I accidentally touched it. I haven't read you yet. Yeah. Or can I read you and come back? Exactly. Can I take a moment? Right? I, it's the it's yeah. the all day, every day of it all. So that's from a personal, yeah. from businesses, yes. We'll talk to you about where's your data, who's in your data, where's your data stored, do you have a backup, do you have a disaster recovery plan, do you know what you're going to do if there's a flood or a fire? We have those conversations. So my I, may I ask another Okay. Certainly. With in terms of your children on these platforms that aren't exposed to it from like a learning to post and learning to be a part of it, what would you suggest? Are we like negating that? Like, I don't want to, you know, people are like, oh, don't give your kid a phone. Don't post your kids on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, keep your Instagram accounts private. You know, we all live a distance from family yeah. and friends so it ends up being like hey like i'm gonna post a photo what are your suggestions is it just to scale it back completely because i've thought about numerous times about just deleting my social media altogether and pulling pictures of my daughter off because now the one big thing when we had our daughter my husband did not want her post pictures posted and we had family that contested that and the only way that i could explain it was that imagine my dad was a fireman. Imagine we used to have our cheerleading pictures in the, um, you know, like in his locker. Mm -hmm. He would have them, mm -hmm. and he'd show us off because he's like, proud of us, right? As you do as parents. Mm -hmm. And now I said to my dad, I was like, imagine now if three of the twelve firemen came up and said, "Hey, can I get a copy of that?" You'd be like, "Get get out of here! Absolutely right. not! Pound sand! We don't as parents, we don't have that right. No, you right. can screenshot, and now that picture." belongs to you and that's always been my biggest concern how to protect my now five-year-old 
from anything that could, you know, get her attention. Is it marketing cereal she's eating or, you know, does she need all the Barbies, all that? But then the stuff that I can't control, which is the conniving people that right. have, you know, do they, you know, all the time I'm like watching my back. I'm like, is someone going to try to like kidnap my child? But now you've got it twofold because they're right. watching every move we make and partially my fault because I'm posting it. So what would, as a cybersecurity person to a parent, what am I, what do I need to do to protect? Um, communication is key. Okay. I say that everywhere I go. Right. And awareness is a matter of consciousness. You have to actively be thinking about the thing that things that you are doing. So to post your kiddos online, right? Um, it's not just a blanket post. It's more time consuming to post a picture and then pick who gets to see it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But you pick who gets to see it or you don't post. If I don't have time to post and pick, I don't I don't post, right? Um as far as with our kids, I um one of the things that we teach in class, they are at a beautiful age where they still listen to you from 0 to around 11. Right, and you're pushing it at eleven. That's what I'm saying. You're pushing it at eleven, and so for me, I try to say make cybersecurity safety a fun conversation around the table. Make it a game. We we've we've been creating games that we're about to put on the market. We're doing different things that we're doing with books and different things like that. And when you unplug, unplug as a family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you plug, plug as a family as in plug in. So all of you guys, let's do social media and we'll do it right here in this room together, right? Mm -hmm. And we can like and we can share and encourage them to talk to you about it, right? Whatever they're posting and whatever they're interested in because that way now they're engaged with you and they don't feel like it's something that's super bad. If it's super bad and they're always sneaking, then they're gonna sneak. If they wanna create a persona, so my daughter, she'll change up her name, right? Well, the thing I like to tell parents, pay attention to those names because and let them freely tell you who they want to be I want to be this and I want pink hair and I want this and I want that because as parents now we know now you go look for Princess Leia with pink hair when they're trying to hide their identity yeah. because you've heard them tell you who they are you gave them a name they gave themselves another one and you find a way through that dialogue to go back and follow them. And if you see something, say something in love because you've created an environment. Once they've exited that 10, now we're tweening. Now, I there know. you go. Yeah. Now you need to know their friends and you need to know who their influencers are. And you need to make sure that you're maybe subliminally, that's the thing about it. They're kids, we're adults. We can still master manipulate when we want to. Yeah. It just takes time, energy, and effort. And if we do it right, then by high school, we've already created the advocacy that we want to see because now they're just repeating what you taught them. They just want to do it their way. They want to feel in control of how they repeat what you taught them. But if you if you handcuff them, no, 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 and they feel like they're doing something wrong and it makes it sexier than it is. I feel like we have to do a whole episode. I'm really, I honestly, safety. it's yeah. not a bad idea. <laughs> it's honestly not a bad idea, especially as entrepreneurs, we're exposed. Oh, we want to, yeah, how we do we sell our about, business, yeah. right? We got to, we, we yeah. need to dance on social media now in order to get sales. And that exposes us and exposes our family and what we're doing. And people want to know the story behind what you're doing. And oftentimes it's, it's too much. Yes. It's too much. In my, I'm I'm guilty of it. So, yeah. well, should we do rapid fire? Yeah, I do. Quick? I just love talking. I know to we're you. over time. But yeah, yes, <laughs> so I'm like Rapids we could be here quick. for days. Yeah. Um, okay. So, best advice that you've been given as an entrepreneur? Just do it. I love it yeah. so much. Go Nike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> um, if you could have dinner with anyone. Barack and Michelle Obama. Yeah, love it. Um, Favorite like morning routine? Like what's quick, what quick fire of your morning routine? 
Ooh. Fully wake up. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Takes me a while too. Yeah. It's like you're up and you're running, right? It's like you feel like you just fall out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And you're just, your day started. But sometimes there are days that after I've dropped my daughter off, I come back and I force myself to just fully wake up. Love that. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you reading right now? Girl, wash your face. Okay, mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, Maybe this is a topic for another I have, time. Yeah, I have okay, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, same, same. same. <laughs> um, <laughs> top bucket list item. That, I, when I saw that one, that, uh, ooh. Mm. I want to cruise to Alaska. Yeah. I want to do the Alaskan cruise. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, last, your favorite beverage. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a drinky person, right? <laughs> I will drink all my calories. Everything you see right now, all the pinchability is because I, oh. Um, I love my juices, right? Because I'm not a soda person. I'm a juice person. So right now I'm into like the lemonades, like the mm. raspberry lemonade market mm. side, right out of Walmart. Lemonades that are full of way too much sugar, but they're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I know, I do too. <laughs> I wish you were more honest and open. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if somebody wanted to find out more about what you're doing, what you're working on, where is the best place for them to go? Ironically, social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole blessing and a curse. Oh, my gosh. It's your full circle, right? Yes. Yeah. It really is. Yes. Um, but seriously, we do have a website. <laughs> we do have a website, um, which is Dorensic.com. But I am on all the social media platforms. So there's um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, right. Is it under Dorensic or Aisha? So Aisha. Okay. And Dorensic. Okay. And then any of my, uh, the speaking engagements and or the the consciousness that mm -hmm. we talked about, that's under my Aisha Speaks. Okay. And you have awesome. an event coming up. Do you I have do. a website for that? I do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So that's techdemic2022.com. Okay. And so that is, we have uh, the ninth annual cybersecurity awareness conference and it's an amazing lineup. We are so excited. They're doing uh, dark web and how the dark web is the new way of, of gold mining, right? You dig through and you, yeah. yeah, you find people's rubies and jewels all over the dark web. Anyway, what? you gotta come, you gotta come. Okay, you gotta when is it? Okay, wait, wait, what's, what's the date? Friday, October the 28th. Oh, so next uh. week. Next week, yes, we are so close. Wait, wait, are um, we get tickets? Yes. Well, she gave the website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> but I'll, I'll email you guys. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will definitely email you because there's a 10k SB discount um, oh, code sweet. That, I, that I have given. Um, but yeah, so then from there we're going to AI cybercrimes. We have a, la a lady that did a TED talk on how her mother was killed during a um, because of a cybercrime. Um, and then we're gonna do a segment I'm, on. I'm telling. I'm already you, scared of bots. I'm like, like <laughs> <laughs> out of now I gotta worry about dying. I'm like going like this. Kiss the camera. <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything which but, by the way i have a question afterwards but like about i said that. if you you don't get what you don't get yeah, yeah. so that's why we're, we're we're doing this um this series um we will also do a take a CISO to lunch so that's the chief information security officer again that's for your small business owners that are going what is a CISO and how do i use one yeah. right um we'll roll into cybersecurity impacts by industry um, we will also uh, have the FBI there and the Department of Homeland Security is going to be there and they're going to talk to you about safeguarding some resources that are available. And then we do a fireside chat about the cybersecurity impacts or the um, human impacts based off of cybercrime. It's a full, yeah. it's I a packed This is event. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you get breakfast and lunch too. So like we're going to feed you, going to give you snacks. Oh, yeah. This is like right up my alley. I live so fascinated by this. I, can, I have a zillion questions running through my head right now. I'm trying to strain myself. <laughs> thank right. you. Well, we'll link everything. By the thank time you. this goes live, the event will. But if there is there a website that they can find out about upcoming events? Is that the Aisha Speaks? Is that yeah, a good place? Yeah, Aisha Speaks okay. is upcoming events or Dorensic too. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we'll keep all that on our notes page. So Aisha, thank Thanks. you so much for coming yes. here today. Thank you. This has been great. <laughs> yeah.